Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, Taylor love to uh, be with his family. We missing Taylor. A two-year-old boy found dead in the mouth of an alligator after his mother is murdered. Now the boy's father faces charges. I've covered a lot of crime stories over the years, and it always gets me thinking about how important it is to stay safe. Well, this is Palm Pepper Spray, and it can help you do just that. It's a small but mighty self-defense tool, and it contains the safest legal form of pepper spray on the market. It can shoot up to 12 feet in the air, and you just point and shoot, and it sprays. If you'd like to try it, you can get 10% off. Just log on to the website, palmpepperspray.com, and use the promo code LAWCRIME10. And remember, if you or anyone else is in trouble, always call 911. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Police in St. Petersburg, Florida, had asked for help last week as they searched for little Taylin Mosley. They'd already found his mother, Pashoon Jeffrey, stabbed in their apartment. She was stabbed to death. Now, Thomas Mosley, he's 21 years old, and he's Taylin's father, faces two counts of murder. This story is horrifying. Imagine that, a two-year-old little boy, a toddler, found in the mouth of an alligator. So you can only imagine what likely happened to this child. Joining me to discuss this investigation and the charges and the circumstances is Phil Waters, a frequent guest and veteran homicide detective, also the founder of Kindred Spirits Investigation. Phil, welcome back to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Anjanette. Good morning. Good morning. So, Phil, I think that when we saw last week that this plea for help had been put out after Pashun Jeffrey was found murdered in her apartment. Uh, it was very violent. We are we understand. We all kind of knew that something bad likely happened to Talon. I mean, it, we've we've done enough of these. You've done enough homicide investigations. I've covered enough of them to know that more than likely the little boy it was not going to end well. No, you're right. There's there's nothing and and you know, I'm reminded in this particular case of a couple of things when I was on the job is number one, when I thought that I had seen everything, then something like this comes up and uh, proves that I was wrong. And the second thing is, and I was reminded of uh, in the book of Proverbs in the Bible about one of the seven things that God hates, and that's hands that shed innocent blood. And this is one of those cases. And a little tale, and I can't imagine what was going through his mind when his father was taking him to some place ultimately to to kill him and i think the the results of that the violent when i first read the article the the scene itself was described as a very violent scene before i even got into the the main part of that that particular article my immediate thought was this is going to be personal this is going to be a scene of great rage overkill, that kind of thing. And so that always leads to the 
person most the closest to that person who's been murdered and and as it turns out of course it, it is the the father of uh, of Talon and we don't know the circumstances because he's not talking of course and we already know mom's cause of death uh, by stabbing homicide by stabbing and now a an autopsy will be conducted on Talon we don't know if he was heaven forbid uh, still alive when he was thrown in the water or we don't know if he was killed and then his body then dumped. They had to actually kill the alligator. I mean, imagine this, Phil. These police officers, they're out looking for Talon, hoping to find him alive. And and they happen upon this lake in a, a place near the apartment complex. And they see an alligator swimming around with something in its mouth. And they think, oh my God. I mean, they, they had to have known when they see this that it's the little boy. They kill the alligator to get Talon's little body out of the alligator's mouth. I mean, who knows what what happened to this child? So will this autopsy, in your opinion, be more difficult to conduct? I don't think so. I think uh, because they have, as it said in the article, that the body was intact. So that is, that's going to be very helpful in determining the cause of death. It is hard to imagine, however, this... I. I I hesitate to use the term father, but this this person uh, did this to, to his own little boy. Uh, these are one of these cases that I've always said. I've made numerous scenes of child deaths, baby deaths, and I've always said that, that we've only got a few of these in us. I worked a similar case with a three-year-old little boy who was beaten to death by his father because he wet the bed. So I, I can just tell you there's a there's a different there's a different evil that takes place when something like this happens. And I think there's a I think there's a special place in hell for people like this. Talon, we would assume, most likely, maybe witnessed what happened to his mother. That could possibly be a potential motive for for killing him or just not wanting the responsibility of caring for a child. Well, it's all going to be interconnected, of course. And we don't know, again, the, the, this, um, uh, this uh, suspect is not speaking. He doesn't even want to explain what caused this type of thing. Obviously, he was mad at the mom and dispatched her with, a, with an edged weapon, which is very, very personal. I'd be curious to see what the autopsy shows with her and it will give us an indication about what kind of rage he inflicted upon her. Now, what we don't know, as you've said, is what did he do with Talon? What did he, how did he dispatch him and murder him? And so my thinking is, is that he may have taken him to that lake knowing there's a population of alligators there, and that's how he's going to dispose of the body and thinks that he will, in some way, get away with it or he will misdirect police if he ever does decide to speak that I don't know anything about it and so forth and so on. And, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about tailing and get one of those, those false narratives. But when you have a, when you have a family annihilation like this, it is, the question is always why, why, what in the world would cause this person to have a, such a rage built up in them that they not only kill the mother of their child, but they kill the child as well. So this isn't one of these situations where he, he kills the mother 
at least from the onset here, what we know, it doesn't appear to me that it's, I'm going to kill the mother because I don't want, I don't want her to be with anybody else. Because if that were the case, then he wouldn't have killed the child. Now, there may be something in the mix here that the that he thought, and I've seen cases like this, I've worked cases like this, that he thought that perhaps the child was not his. And that's what brought about this, this onset of this rage. So he goes in, he kills the mom, and then he takes this child, takes little Taylor that he believes is not his child and he's going to kill him as well. So there's a just a there's just a uh, a formula here for uh, for disaster. That's kind of an interesting uh, hypothesis or theory as to what could possibly have motivated him. Uh, of course, Thomas Mosley uh, is presumed innocent until determined to be guilty or until he changes his plea. Uh, here are some other little facts about this, Phil. According to the arrest affidavit, Mosley had returned last Wednesday from celebrating his birthday at Pashun Jeffrey's home. Pashun's family goes to check on her, sees the blood after they can't, they don't hear from her. He, he has lacerations on his arms. They say from slippage of the knife, while this hundred stab wounds were being inflicted upon her, there was a bloody shoe print, a, a bloody fingerprint belonging to him, according to the arrest affidavit. So there's quite a bit here for investigators to work with. Oh, of course. And I had not seen the affidavit, so that's good information, Anjanette. And that Again, that gives us an indication of the rage. And again, you know, a hundred times, I mean, that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of physical exertion. He's to the point where he is completely out of control. And then again, we we wonder, the, the question is, why take Talon? Why do to him what he ultimately did? And then I, I will tell you, th- this is a case where... I think people don't understand in general about what law enforcement and in particular what homicide cops see. And they see these things on a daily basis. And these are the things that affect those officers and those detectives. I know they did me. And I've got three children. I have nine grandchildren. When I see something like this, you can't help but personalize the effect this is going to have on the family, on Taylor's uh, extended family. So this is just, uh, to use your word at the beginning of this, it, it's uh, it's horrific. Yeah, it's horrifying. I, I that's I even feel like that's not a good enough word, um, but it's about the best I can do at this point in time. We're going to keep an eye on this case and see where it goes. But my gosh, little Talon and his mother, I, I can't stop thinking about them. And I um, hope they can just rest in peace. Well, I would that's encourage in these, in these cases, you know, that the, uh, that the family that we, we keep them in our prayers, they're, they're going to need a lot of, a lot of healing. Most definitely. Phil Waters, thanks so much as always for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it, Anjanette. Take care. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can download and listen to Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and I will see you next time.